Hey, I'm Amanda from Trifecta Fitness. We're proud to be Clarksville's new Get Fit headquarters. Trifecta Fitness is a state-of-the-art spin and strength training studio. Our spin studio is truly one of a kind in this area, complete with 20 state-of-the-art live fitness bikes and an incredible sound system. Our strength training is done in small groups of six or fewer, and all of our strength and spin classes are scalable for every level of experience. Come see us in the heart of Clarksville, just behind MAPCO at the corner of Old Trenton Road and Wilma Rudolph Boulevard. Call us for more info at 931-542-6265 or download our Trifecta Fitness app for a full list of upcoming classes. Next guests are part of something bigger than they are, bigger than I am. It is the People's Patriot Project, whose mission is stated as follows. We are the shock and awe in combating the silence, invisible, and deadly enemies of our daily heroes. Our vision is to provide a community and network of support with the necessary tools, insights, and resources to aid in the rehabilitation of veteran and current service members and civil servants to go through the recovery process and transition into real-world opportunities and situations. So without further ado, let's welcome Andrea Abom, Eichmann, and Mark Peterson to the Misfit Nation. Welcome, guys. Hey. Welcome, Rich. Thanks for having us, brother. Oh, it's awesome. I was glad that we were able to link up. Uh, Andrea was on the line, but I don't usually get good links on the line. That was an awesome one to grab, and we had a little talk last week. I said, I have to have you guys on here and get this chat going. It was cool. I honestly don't like I meet a few people in a lineable, but it's usually people I already know. And then <laughs> this just kind of fell into our lap and it was kind of a cool match. Awesome. And if you guys don't mind, uh, tell me a little bit more about both of you and how this whole thing started. 
You want to go first, Peterson? Do you want me to go first? Peterson, so, um, <laughs> <laughs> I just want to check one, one thing. <laughs> that come through? Yes. Shocking yes, up, baby. That's it uh, is. Um, so where this started, um, so I did 14 years in both Jonathan Crochet. Good to see your brother. Get the crew coming, man. Get the crew coming. Um, I, I was actually a firefighter at the time. I had spent 14 years uh, in uh, the Army and Minnesota and Wyoming National Guard. I'd kind of done the whole thing. Uh, ran into a little bit of peace at the end where I, I wasn't happy with the way that my service was ending. It was ending on, by my choice, but it was because I just couldn't handle um, the nonsense that was going on. Uh, I was part of a headquarters battery. Uh, we had a huge turnover right at the end of our upper echelon and uh, command sergeant major, colonels, XO, CEO, all of them. Uh, first sergeant, uh, first sergeant I'd been with there for the entire time. And it just, so uh, I got out, became a firefighter, and uh, I was realizing that our firefighters who are part of fire, uh, volunteer fire departments, um, they give everything. And people don't understand this. If you're part of a volunteer fire department, uh, a lot of times you're giving your personal resources to help make for your apparatus, for your uh, protective gear, for your training. Uh, and at the end of the year, there's there's nothing, may not be nothing, there relatively low amount of resources to accommodate family vacations, doing things. So a lot of times the firefighters are spending a lot of time together, which is not a bad thing. But I, I saw a relation to the commodership as a fire team and the commodership that I, I was also on a fire team, uh, not firefighting, but shooting howitzers uh, in the military, um, I was seeing a, a relation. But my biggest piece is I wanted to come up with something that allowed, I wanted a one-stop shop facility for firefighters to take their families and and get that recalibration, um, you know, vacation, um, maybe do it with your friends, maybe your spouse and your children. Um, the social emotional readjustments, uh, the trauma, um, PTSD related issues and stuff. I, I was looking to create that piece. Um, started in 2012 and I held it really close to my heart because I was the only one in the world that had this idea and I didn't want anyone to steal the idea and run with it. So I kept it close to my heart, made sure no one could steal it. And as I'm living through the years. I'm like, you know what? We are still having, I know our world says 22 a day. Our world, I mean, we go with the numbers of 17 to 75 because the numbers do fluctuate in, but they don't fluctuate very low below 22, but they go extremely over 22. Um, we still have it. We're still losing that many people. And um, I said, it's time to, you know, quit talking about it and be about it. And in 2018, I started recruiting people into the network and saying, hey, this is what we're going to get done. And um, I'm also a school teacher. Um, 
and I go to all these teaching conferences all the time. And I ran into some amazing people in the teacher network uh, that I wanted to pull into this. Uh, Miss Eichmann happened to be one of these amazing people. And uh, I, I didn't really reveal to her how crazy I was yet. <clears throat> I think she knows where we're at now. But uh, I asked her if she'd be interested in being part of this journey. She jumped on a lot of learning curves, you know, learning the branding, learning the mo uh, the modeling, the molding, the whole process, uh, marketing. Uh, that's the actual word I was trying to come through. Um, and uh, this is where we're at today. Um, truth be habit, we run a, a podcast live stream every Sunday night called We Got Your Six at Six Patriot Playtime. And we launched that um, in 2020. And it has been absolutely un. We haven't been able to stop it. It's been amazing. Um, we had people uh, come into our network. So during our podcast, we bring on kind of this scenario. A lot of shows yet. But I'm going to I'm going to start tuning in and making sure we're keeping an eye on it because I think we can grow and learn together. Um, we bring organizations from all across the country into our show to share with everyone what their mission is. And so the goal in that is to not let anyone slip through the cracks. And we also, I know people use the, the terminology and the phrasing toolbox, tackle box. It is literally a tackle box because I have, we have, we use we in everything. We have organizations all over the country, 180 of them, uh, in our network, affiliates that I can call up and say, hey, we've got so-and-so on the side of the road. We need help with them. We don't have the resources. Are you in the position to help with this person or in your area? And these are true stories. This has happened. We we did it with a, a veteran in Florida. Uh, he was, he stated at that time he was going to commit suicide. Uh, we saw it on social media. Andrea connected all the pieces, and we like to have someone there within 10, 20 minutes. And, I mean, from Minnesota down to Florida, we had someone next to him within 40 minutes. I'm the irony and really chilling piece of this is the guy actually had a Minnesota connection with Minnesota family, and we found that out after the fact. I got the chills right now, but wow. um, it's – We've insisted on, our pieces are we insist on boots on the ground and not talking about it. You have to be about it. There's there's some people we've walked into the network and we're seeing, we have it directly written in our um, mission statement that, or not our, I can't remember, I'm having a moment. Bylaws, thank you, Ms. Eichmann, that's why I got around. Uh, we have it literally written in our bylaws that we're here to cut the fluff as well. There's roughly 50,000, 46,000 organizations in this country that say that they're here helping veterans and first responders. And I personally feel there's no data behind this. It's just from experience. About 10% of those organizations are actually putting their skin in the game, putting their boots on the ground, and trying to get the job done. Everyone else is just... I'm sorry, they're fluff. One of the exciting pieces are when people reach out to us for help, 
Uh, 90% of them literally are just happy someone's on the other side of the line. And they'd say that. You actually answered the call or you actually called me back or I mean, and we hear the stories. Uh, we reached out to these organizations and we don't, we don't even get an email return. We, we got a postcard and, and uh, we had, we have made it our mission to make sure that we are committed to being in, we can't help everybody. And that's our truth. Um, it's frustrating. Uh, the resources aren't there to accommodate all the needs. Uh, we also on our show talk about not everyone who's a veteran and first responder are broken and uh, we're not here to fix them either. We're here to help recalibrate those that need the hand. Um, we have made so many amazing friends across the country. I feel like I'm taking a lot of time and speaking a lot, but we, we do a lot. So I, I want to make sure I'm going to kind of let you ask your questions and conduct the interview and let A-bomb get in here. Yeah. Andre has told me that, uh, you like to you like to go and go and go and uh, I, I enjoyed it though you said a lot of great things there. I'll let let the A bomb get in here too, throw some in there, and then we'll get in some questions. Uh so um I never said that Peterson, just for the record. He must have watched that show. <laughs> 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 I'm kidding. Um no, I mean I don't I don't have a long story like that. I I have not served. Um I well I serve as a teacher, so I guess that's kind of a I that's feel like that's, it might be a penance or some sort. I don't know how bad I was as a student myself, but anyway. Um so yeah, it was uh my dad was National Guard and I've always just had a a high regard for those who um protect. I mean, the nation, the country, the 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 world really and then in our communities and um, I just have always wanted to thank and be supportive. And so when I met Mark, um, shoot, five or six, almost six years ago, I don't know, but I met him at a, it was a teacher gathering and we had friends in common and he started talking about this people's Patriot project and the nonprofit and things he was doing and it sounded kind of exciting. And so I jumped on and I think that, um, Gosh, we've been, we've done so much. It's kind of, it's kind of eerie when we sit down and we think about all the things we've done, all the people we've met, all the places we've gone um, in the name of the mission and for the sake of the mission. And our, even our direction, uh, never our mission has changed, but sometimes our directions have changed. And we've just added so many facets to what we originally started with. And this whole podcasting live show thing, um, Really, it's an amazing thing. I didn't think I'd ever sit in front of a screen and talk at lots of people. Um, I speak at little people all day, but um, who knows who's out there watching right now? Uh, no, it just is a, a, a what I like about it because I'm a team player. And so the collaboration piece is amazing. And you do find those who um, some of them don't want to share just because they don't want to share. Some of them, they're just so driven and focused in their mission and that's okay. They're doing what they need to do. And, uh, and then there's us and we're just kind of, so there's this, um, when I play a little game on my phone, like maybe a brick breaker or a solitaire, and then this little ad for this game comes up and they're on this boat and they pick up people along the way and the more people you have, the, the more, I don't know, that's about as far as it goes. But that's what I feel like is we are kind of that, we're kind of that ship and we're kind of we're always moving forward because that's what we do. And we pick up people along the way, or people pick up pick us up along the way, and we do things together, and it works well. And um, that's kind of the biggest piece. Uh, 
the biggest piece of what we do and collaborating. I like the networking piece. We've done a lot of recommending um, nonprofits that do other aspects than us. And uh, so we just kind of put their hands together with the with whoever's looking for their service. And it's honestly fallen into our laps and it all just fits together very nicely. It's outstanding. I think what you're doing is amazing. And I like how you, you call him by his last name. My wife does the same thing to all her teacher mates. They call him by last name. It drives me nuts. I tell her you have first names and stuff, but if you're not in the military. You don't do that. You're not Mrs. This. You can just call it by first names. No, they can't do it. So I love how you, you keep it going on here. That, that's amazing. Uh, Mark, you brought up some great things earlier. One thing that we say here all the time, not all veterans are broken. And I hated the, right, I think it was 2015, 16-ish, when uh, the Warrior Project really was pushing that, hammering that home that all of us were broken and basically telling us we were broken and you have to come to them for help. And if you don't come to them, you'll remain broken and you won't get that blanket that they give away for $12 a month, stuff like that. And hearing more people say that we're not broken, it lifts my heart up. It makes me feel like even if I'm touching one person out there showing that we're not broken, we just need a hand up, not a hand out. Sometimes you just need that kick in the butt going in the right direction. That's all we need. We're not broken. So that's an outstanding thing. And the other point you made about the thousands and thousands of nonprofits out there that say that they're for the veteran or for this or that, and really are all about the them, not about the we. So that's outstanding that you brought that up. It has been, I, I can honestly, if you told us we'd be where we're sitting today, you know, even three years ago, I, I'd been like, there's no way we, We've got a radio station that's exclusively uh, veteran and first responder musicians. Uh, it's called WP3 Radio. Uh, we're getting ready to change it over to another platform. Um, we've got, I don't know, it's been our show. We got two shows a week. Um, we're getting simulcast on uh, Heroes Media Group. We've had two other organizations reach out to us recently and said, let's get your content on there. We're literally trying to do an all collaborative effort we we've heard the big names uh we've heard what the big names have done uh we we know where the resources have gone we also know there's been a restructure to those organizations as well uh but this is this is from straight from the dust man this is grassroots uh veterans helping veterans this is building networks um this last uh this last October, we took 27 veteran musicians into Nashville. We did what was called the WP3 Nashville Takeover. We played uh, six venues in five days. And um, it, if you told me and Andrea got the chance to, to uh, do the red carpet at the Grand Ole Opry, nice. we, don't, we don't deserve that. We don't want to be the face of this. But at the same time, you know, we do a battle cry. You know, what are you doing? What is your mission? Everyone has the chance to be part of something. And if we're letting our brothers and sisters, the ones that put the the blood, sweat, and tears, uh, lost limbs, some of them lost their lives, if we're willing to let them slide behind, then this isn't a, a foundation in a country that I want to be involved with. And we need to lift them up. I'm sorry. This is one of my phrasings is we get to lay our big fat heads on the pillows of freedom every single day, not worrying about what's coming in our back door for the most part. And uh, I know that there's times and there's places and, and I, we live in Minnesota, man. We've, we ran into some culture wars here in the last three and four years. And uh, I'm not, 
I'm not going to bow down to, you know, defund the police crap, and I'm not going to bow down to, um, you know, spitting on the blue. We've got some bad eggs. We've got some bad eggs in every single part of our facets of our life. Just because some idiots make some poor decisions don't make that we have to blanket cover everyone with, uh, you know, police brutality. Um, that, that's not the case. Um, as long as we got people running into burning buildings and, and said, and I get it, there's some just can't do it. And then that's, you weren't meant for it. You weren't built for it. We're not asking you to, we got to take care of those that are, and, uh, they are dealing with additional traumas because they're serving the people, we, the people, and, uh, let's give them a hand, man. Outstanding. You mentioned the, the Nashville takeover, and I know you have another event coming up here soon. Let's talk about that a little bit. What's the what's your name of that event, and how can people get involved with that? Yay. Well, we're looking at our event is in uh, in Dallas on May 27th. It's actually a Kapow, Kapow, Kapow. I have to speak Texan, right? Kapow, <laughs> um, which is just north of the, the airport a little bit. Um, and so it's at a place called The Sound. I can pop up the address and stuff here in a minute too. Um, a place called The Sound and these ladies are helping us put it on and put it together, but we're doing it in the name of um, fundraising for us, but we're also sharing more of our veteran um, performers. And I say performers because we have five music groups and a comedian that will be playing. And our comedian is, uh, Chad Hutto, and he's from Texas. He's also our MC for the day. It starts at 2 p.m. and it ends at 10 p.m. And we butt up right against the, um, oh, carry the load. Carry the load will be coming into town, into Dallas um, on Sunday at noon. So we'll finish up at 10 on Saturday night. And uh, the music just has to be done. Everybody can hang out after that for a while. Um, but we'll finish up and then hopefully the next day, catch up with carry the load people and and um, catch up with them, see how their day is going and how many thousands of people are coming in for that. Um, but I do wanna say this as Mark was talking about the Nashville event and we mentioned the veteran musicians and when you're in the music world, sometimes I feel like I have to clarify because these are veterans that are musicians um, and first responders that are musicians. And we have, um, come into contact close to a hundred different groups um, and individuals, bands and individuals who uh, they're around the country. Mostly, I don't think anyone's outside the country, but um, at this moment, some are still active. So, um, and through that journey, and I know people are always asking like, what does that have to do with your mission? Why are you chasing musicians around the country? And why are you, why are you music managing right now? And that's not, it's not part of our mission. Um, it, again, fell into us by doing our show because we, we, we were letting veterans and first responders share their stories. And then they would share what healing processes they went through. And all of a sudden we had like another one who used music and, a, and then a music therapy. And then this one got into music because of their, their healing process. And, and so we got into this ring of musicians. And I just want to say the biggest compliment that we've gotten out of that whole trail has been um when we bought brought some musicians up to play for an event we were doing a fundraiser for another um well he's a leo now in the community but he also served um as in the army he was a, a combat uh, veteran and army veteran and um 
So we put on a fundraiser when his house burned down. These musicians, we just brought them up because we knew them, right? We brought them up to play to help bring in money and people to this event. And then they played for our rock the next day. So really we had them doing a favor for us, but in the hindsight and in the turnaround, um, they claim they've never been treated as well as that. They've never been to anything like that. They enjoyed every minute of it. Um, and to hear them talk about being recognized as a musician, which is what they do now, but also bringing that veteran or first responder piece along with it made a huge, huge. And then when there's female um, veterans that are now performers, it's just another big step of recognition for their name. Not that they're asking for it, but we just gave it to them um, in our thanks. And so uh, that that turns around and gives us another layer of feel good for just knowing that we're doing some of the right things. And I think all that comes together too. And when you're helping one set and another group needs that help as well, you're able to help them like carry load coming to town right after you and carry loads a, a pretty good organization that they, I think they travel the country as well, where they have sex around the country or chapters around the country to do as well. And that's a really good organization being able to work with them in concert while you're doing, you have a whole day thing in, in Texas, it's going to be hot. So it's going to be fun and hot at the same time. But then the next day you can carry the load and, and help out there as well. So that's awesome. Yeah. Well, and that's one of the pieces we make sure we're not stepping on others' toes. Uh, we're asked by other organizations all the time because of our network of musicians. Can can you get a musician for us? And we and that's where we ended up getting into this management piece. We're, we're setting up one here in Minnesota uh, for this coming August, and uh, we have a, a JT and the Gunslingers come to that event. And um, last year we did uh, Ride to Remember. We had JT and Shannon Book come to it. Um, the, the greatest piece has allowed us another piece of network, and we get to see the people we care about, and that's another piece. Um, and the, the network just spreads out. We have organizations that want us to come and live stream their events. We've gone down to do the OP vet in, um, down in uh, Houston, not Houston, Austin. Round Rock. Yeah, Austin. Round, Round Rock. Rock. Um, we had the Chattel Foundation, again, another uh, Chattel or, or Texas organization. We've had Feed the Heroes Foundation have us come down to Georgia and work with them. Uh, it's been just an amazing ride. And, like, my phone blows up daily with conversations, A, with these leaders that are trying to make a difference, B, with the people that need the help, and C, for the people that want to try and do How do we help these veterans get back on their feet? And it literally is most of the time. I want to tell, so this is my pride. My pride is since we've started this organization within our network, we have not lost one veteran or first responder to suicide. Uh, I knock on wood every single time I say that. Um, I absolutely am in fear of the day that we're going to hear of a loss because statistically it's going to happen. But we've been going strong since 2018, and we have not had one just because I just reached out to a brother. It was, it's not a completely stinking thinking uh, post on Facebook, but he, he laid some stuff out there, and I just simply reached out to him right before we got on here. I said, you all right, brother? And um, we just recently did a thing called Weepy Wave, um, and it was reaching out to one person a day in your network. And we did, we did straight across the board, anyone in your network. 
We're not talking veterans and first responders. Reach out to someone once a day and just say, hey, I was thinking about you. I would prefer that it's a veteran or first responder because that's the network we're working in. But we started this wave because we call it wave because one drop in the bucket is a drop. But all of us together create the ocean and uh, we will get this. And it's not push-ups. And I know we've got two camps. We've got camps of people that say the push-ups do nothing. But I know that some people, I saw the eye roll. <laughs> it's good for some people. It, it gives them a method. It gives them a reason. Go, You go do all the push-ups you want to. Enjoy and let it be your thing. I say reach out to your brothers and sisters. Check on them. Check on your leaders. Check on the people that uh, were close to you at one time. And I do ask and have the, the mission to drive and push yourself to go mend one of those relationships that you broke off years ago. And the reason why I do that is I had a very dear friend who was a Navy veteran. He, I was his best man in his wedding. We kind of had a little falling out. I knew alcohol had taken a huge grip in his life and, and he died. And I never ever fixed that relationship. And I'd, I'd be a liar to say that he didn't mean something to me. The, the, the hard part at the end of all this was his mother called me to speak at his funeral. And we hadn't spoken for three years. Wow. And I'm like, you know what? I got to eat the cake that I baked here and I need to reach out to the brothers and sisters. Even when I know it, we've had a struggle or had a, an out. So challenge yourself, reach out to those people that you, something is broken. Something's not right. Something's not working. Reach out to them. That's outstanding. And uh, Jake chimed in, uh, Mark, that is pretty amazing. It's proof that what you're doing, you're doing something right. And he sent, also sent me a picture of all his dogs watching the big TV with the YouTube. So we have more listeners than is actually showing on the screen now. So thanks, Jake. Thank you, Mr. Holland. That's awesome. Thanks, Jake. Very cool. Yeah, I, I think um, we've met our challenges along the way, too. And, and every time our we run into a challenge. It seems to be a bigger challenge. And uh, it's only made us tougher, for one. We had a huge, huge, <laughs> um, after last fall's event challenge, um, challenging our entire being right there on social media, which is so amazing. Um, weirdly, it turned around and kind of knocked them down and, and built us up and only solidified our relationships with our people. And that's tough. That's tough. You don't want to hurt the others. And we didn't, we didn't say a word. They kind of dug their own hole, but um, I have to remind Mark sometimes the more we get challenged, that means the more we're doing the right thing. I mean, it's almost biblical. Like you're going to get oh, challenged made it, right? when you do the right thing. <laughs> so um, it's not fun. It's not a good time, but it happens. So. And Mark, well, I just had the push-ups I had the other day. That's why I rolled my eyes. Me and a couple other veterans had that conversation. I told them, I said, me doing push-ups isn't going to stop Joe in the corner from doing something that we don't need him to do. It, it'll stop me from doing it. And if he does it, it may stop him, but I'm not going to do it to help him. It doesn't do anything for him. It needs, like you, you said, gotta have, you got to have the conversations. Right. you got to have the conversations. Um, I, I, You know what? We can raise a million dollars here to do what we're trying to do, and it doesn't do a hill of beans if we're not having the real conversations. Um, we've... We've unveiled some stuff on our show that I 
I never knew for males. I I know that females deal with a ton of military sexual trauma in in the worlds that they're in, and and sadly I've watched it. I've not witnessed it. It's not like I let it happen, but I I. I've known that's happened. I've watched the way men treat women in, in the armed services and in the world in general. Um, but I never knew, I never knew that it affected the males. I can't say equally, but the number of men that have reached out to us and the number of men who've come onto our show and talked about the, the military sexual trauma they've been exploited to. I'm just like, I, that's one of my shock and awe moments, man. It was, should not happen. And this goes back to our another conversation. Not everyone that's in the military and as first responders are the clean-cut all-American heroes that we want them to be. Um, it, back to the what we're talking about with the police officers. There's there's dirt balls out there. And um, we try to wean those out too. And I don't, I'm not going to send anyone to the to the land of darkness because of it, but it's, we, we will support until we know we shouldn't be supporting anymore. Exactly. I think you, you, you put it right uh, earlier in every fact of life, there's people that are not good apples. Even in every family, there's probably one bad apple in every family that you have to oh, go yeah. shake, shake that tree. You need to shake the tree or punch them in the throat to get it back online. And, and that's, that's what helps sometimes. And sometimes that'll help our brothers and sisters to get back on the straight and narrow punch and a throat punch helps everybody sometimes. And sometimes just bring back the knife hand gives it a little shock and awe, like you said earlier. Shock and awe helps a lot of people as well. So, some people in our marketing world have asked us, "Why are you talking about the shock and awe? Why is that even part of your thing?" And I'm like, "Here's the deal. If you've ever been in basic army, and I'm gonna I'm gonna say army and and marines, and I've got to experience it in darth." If you've never felt the concussion of an artillery round or, you know, even a flash and bang grenade, blah, blah. If you've never felt that and don't understand what it's like for the air to leave your lungs and your heart to feel the, the explosion, that's shock and awe. That's the throw a flashbang in your room. Don't do that. But throw a flashbang into your space and... It affects your hearing. It affects your vision. Affects your. It affects your heart rate. Um, that's the shock and awe. And but we need to create the shock and awe in letting people know our veterans are out there. They exist. If you look at our our graphics, it's it's this. I call it ugly green, puke green. It's annoying green. It's a it's an eyesore green. On a bed of digital black camo, it's an oxymoron because we're done not being seen. We're done protecting your asses forever and letting you live your lives of freedom. They're in your grocery stores. They're in your community. You have firefighters that just ran into a burning building last night to save life, liberty, and property. And they're shopping for eggs in the same grocery store you're shopping for eggs. And I, I'm not, I'm not trying to throw anyone under the bus here. I mean, we got ten less than ten percent of our country has got skin in the game right now. Uh, that's veterans and first responders, and we got ninety percent of our country, you know, trying to figure out if their bank is going to take all their money because we've invested with the 
the Chinese government. I mean, that's there's a reason why you have those freedoms. And it's because of the men and women who have put boots on the ground, blood, sweat, tears, limbs, and sometimes lives. And I sound like I'm preaching now, but I, I do get there sometimes. <laughs> We're hitting all the right points this way. That's that's perfect right there. Without skin in the game, you really don't know what's going on. And without the it's less than five percent probably that do all those jobs, uh, both first responders and military, uh, or have done it. And for us to take up that much of the weight. It's and not having any people understand besides saying thank you for your service and shaking her hand. And there's a lot of people when they say that don't even understand why they're thanking you. They're just saying it because it's what's supposed to happen. And I said, I always just say no problems. I really don't know how to answer that when they say thank you for your service. I, I never know what to say. Uh, no problem. I do it again in a heartbeat. It's like having a kid's job for 22 years. So it's great. 600 million first responder calls a year, and we have less than 6 million first responders in the country. See, figure that out. It's, it's that weird math. That's that common core math. I think I need a math or you do a math, te math teacher. No, see. <laughs> we need one of them in here. <laughs> so I wouldn't be able to do the circles and squares and triangles and stuff right there to make that coming up to a, a normal number. No, it's ridiculous. Yes. So for the, the event in Dallas or Coppell, Texas, Coppell, Texas, just north of Dallas there uh, by a, a George H.W. Bush Airport, I believe, right? Uh, but how do people get tickets to that? Or how can they, hey, we want to help fund some of this for you. How can they do that? So I put a link in the chat there. Um, we have a platform for the tickets. Uh, it, it's trustworthy. It's been around a long time. I've already got some tickets rolling in there. Um, there is a donation space in there as well. Um, I've had a few donations. So everything's everything's rolling in there. Um, I also have an ask out there for sponsors. We have, um, we have to get a little extra uh, insurance rider. Um, I think that's a like it's like two hundred bucks. We've got a couple five hundred dollar asks for security. For um, there's a lake behind it, so there's some fencing that goes around. So that's one of the things we'd like to get sponsored, and we can put big signs on that. And then we're looking for. Um, we had a couple of $1,500 asks out there, and that's just for all of the the extras that come along with it. Um, and yes, then- Daniels, you found us. Look at that, he's here. Jeremy's here. Danger comes, he's got good stuff. Um, and then we have like five um, $500 asks out there, and that is just for um, supporting each one of the musicians. Um, the head musicians, of course, there are some band members as well. But if we could get that topped off, we are expecting enough in donations to cover um, the rest of their bands. So those are the biggest support sponsors we're looking for. And that all can either be, um, it can be given through that online ticket donation area. Or um, you can find Mark or I, we have our numbers all over the People's Patriot Project page. Um, just give a call, text, leave a message, whatever you got to do. We'll get back to you as quick as we can. Um, don't call Mark, actually. If you do, tell him to give the message to me because <laughs> I have all the paperwork right here. So, yeah, send it to me. Um, I have someone, Holly Ann. I got to throw a shout out to Holly Ann. She's helping me. She's down there. Terrell, I believe, um, helped me with these Texas towns. Um, and she's got everything rolling and setting things up and made a lot of media contacts down there. So Fox 4 News, 
Um, it's going to do a little segment. And is it the wolf down there in Texas is going to be doing um, some advertising? And then another media group um, has gotten a hold of us and given us some some cool packages for uh, media as well. And so this isn't about us. This uh, We love the People's Patriot Project is doing this. It's not about us. But Chad Hutto is funny. And he's been traveling around doing his show um, around Texas and spreading out outside of Texas. I mean, if you guys have been to Texas, you know that that can keep you busy for 800 years traveling. Yes. Um, and then uh, it's right over. It's right behind you. It's, you know, it's right over the backyard. The yeah. Down the street. We're going to run to the store oh, right over there. It's like 80 <laughs> minutes. Away. Anyway. Um, and then, so we have uh, Tammy Joe is coming from South Carolina. And she will be performing um, second to last. Holly Ann will be last. Then this amazing band, Old 81. Um, they will be there. They they chose to be second in line. They just wanted to have a little more time to get ready, get up there and get ready. And right now they're in the Austin area. So they'll we got some more shows coming in Austin and Houston. So I believe they'll be involved with this as well. Um, but that's the ones we have so far. Um, the George Michael Dooley Band as well. Um, and they will be providing some backup. So we've got a little Southern rock. We've got a little red dirt country rock. And then we've got some definite country. And then we've got some, I, the girls, I'm going to say they're a little bit, they're going to be a little bit of Southern rock and country mixed together. So it's a little bit of a variety. Um, we try to, I, I have been trying to stick to some, Similar genres, so we didn't get too crazy with uh, some, you know, we just had Shannon Book on the show and played his uh, I Need to Breathe, and I think that wouldn't fit the genre, though he would be an amazing, he'll he'll be in one of these shows with us at least, but um, it doesn't fit quite the genre. It would probably wake people up a little too much in the neighborhood, so, um, so yeah, um, bring chairs, bring your cooler, bring waters. Um, it's going to be a fun day. Like you said, it's going to be a hot, a long, hot day. <laughs> so, you know what? Wear a tank top, get a tan, bring yeah. a lot of water, sunscreen, all sunscreen. that. Yeah, wear your sunscreen. Don't get, don't wind up with melanoma, I guess. And mm -hmm. watch, watch out for the fire ants. That's something we found in Texas the last time we were down there. I hope they spray for that. Oh my gosh. It's not just the mound right there, it's not just the mound of dirt. Just be careful. <laughs> it's a moving mound of dirt. Oh my gosh. We saw so many people dancing. There was a park when we went down there once and they hadn't sprayed like the back part. And I was standing there talking, Bobby Withrow, and something's biting me in the ankles. And I'm like, I'm squirming and I'm scratching with my other foot. And Bobby's like, what is going on? I'm like, oh no, my ankle itches. He's like, oh my God, girl, get out of that. You got to move around a little bit. Shake your leg. Like, what's happening? And <laughs> Yeah, and then us gringos from Minnesota don't have that stuff up here. Because <laughs> the fire ants freeze a chance. You got <laughs> sunfish sucking on our big toe sometimes, but that's that's <laughs> about the same know, size as the fire ant. So, oh yeah. <laughs> Once you know the signs, you start seeing other people. There was a, there was a big guy enjoying music up front. <laughs> All of a sudden, he's sitting in his chair and his leg is bouncing. And he's squirming back and forth. Pretty soon he's jumping up and he's swinging his shirt around. And I'm like, ooh, fire ants. He didn't know either. He got it. 
So you weren't alone. See, that's, that's why people were dancing. You thought they were just dancing. They were shaking their <laughs> dance off themselves. <laughs> it was a little bit. It was kind of nuts. I'm not going to lie. What is fire in it? It's climbing up your leg. You've learned a lesson. So now when you go back down, you'll be prepared. Hopefully they prepared the field for you. Yes. Yeah, I'm going to figure out what keeps them off your ankles for sure. Besides for socks. Socks up hot, yeah. Or off. <laughs> Or skin's so, soft. skin's so soft from Avon. A little vanilla right in your ankles. Yeah. <laughs> Makes you feel really good. <laughs> so, Mark, Andrea, any last uh, tips or tricks you want to throw out there for veterans, first responders to keep their head, head above water moving forward? Well, I mean, one of the things that we talk about money all the time, and it's not about money. It's about time, talent, and treasure. Um, if you've got one of those things, you know, Donate an hour a month. Go. There's an organization in your space. If you can't find an organization in your space, reach out to us. We'll find that organization for you. Um, it's little tiny things. It could be folding shirts or helping people with their social media. Uh, if you got any of those skill sets, uh, reach out. And everyone has a skill set that can save someone's lives. It's that. It's really that simple. Um, texting your friends. Is is not hard. You'd, I know everyone does it anyway. Yes. Reach out to someone today. Reach out to someone today. Just a random. I haven't talked to this person a long time. How are you doing? Uh, it doesn't have to be a veteran. It doesn't have to be a first responder. We know it's this, pardon the pun word, pun, the pandemic of uh, suicide. Uh, we are dealing with significant social emotional disorders in our country. Um we can get through it, but you got to reach your hand out and we got to get a little bit uncomfortable so we can get more comfortable. And uh, it just, that's our, our biggest mission, you know, reach out, do your thing, be part of the mission. Shock and awe, Patriot pride. Awesome. <laughs> Andrea. Yeah. I guess I'll just add on to that with the coming from the civilian world. And thank you to all of you who have accepted me and let me be a part of this piece. Um, I guess it's in my heart. I, I'm going to just leave it there. But I have, I have. sorry, that's my dog. Um, it's not my stomach. It's my dog. No. It's, uh, <laughs> I, I make this claim, and I think I'm 100% right, but I've, I've not met more than one or two people who have served, and it doesn't matter where they served and what capacity. But they turn around, and they keep, we've helped some, some of the most incredibly down and out people. They are rock bottom. They are, they are eating rice and living under their trucks. And as soon as we talk to them, you know what they want to do? They want to help the next person. And that is the heart that gives and the heart that keeps giving. And, and so I know it's, you don't want to hear me say thank you, but um, all of those who come back around to help, um, that's just another round of thanks for everybody else out here trying to help as well. All right, and there's one more question on there from uh, Sam Coker. The people on the panel, what gloves do you have at home? I think that was in reference to you uh, taking the gloves off, uh, fighting at home earlier. Oh, mittens. I just have mittens. mittens. <laughs> <laughs> I wear mechanics gloves. <laughs> I have some, like, I don't know, whatever gloves you change oil in. Uh, I got some of those out in the garage, too, those big those latex gloves I have all the time. That's gardening gloves. Yeah, I don't have any. I, I, I like to smoke meat. 
so I have those black, uh, yeah. you know, those nitro gloves, and I, I'm oh, not yeah. sure really what the question was. <laughs> Dishwashing gloves. Um, I take them all off, though. Take them all off and get my hands dirty. That's it. Exactly. Just get in, the, get in the dirt and work it out. Uh, guys, thanks for agreeing to come on. This is a pretty quick turnaround from the time we talk. And uh, I know I'll be coming on to your, your show here in the near future. We're in a couple months here before, right before the show, I think. I'll be on the show with you, and hopefully uh, it'll be a good time as well. Absolutely. Thanks for having us, Rich. No problem. Man. I'll, I'll be back in about two minutes. Thank you. We're going to need more. Gangling. Thanks for checking us out and being a part of the Misfit Nation. Don't forget to visit our website at themisfitnation.com. It's themisfitnation.com to catch up on all of our episodes and also to get some of that great Misfit Nation gear. As always, be humble, stay hungry, and keep hustling because we are 